What's up PLP listeners and welcome back for another episode of the Fabes Loud podcast. My name is Fabes. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, this is the perfect podcast for those of you who are interested in a range of different news subjects such as concerts conference, film, TV and theatre reviews as well as tourism and accessible tourism reviews. I also cover politics and commentary articles and as will be the case in today's episode, technology. As I get into what Apple announced in their most recent WWDC conference. Give my thoughts on what all they announced and tell you how accessible I think their new releases are going to be. But they announced so much that I'm not going to be able to cover all of it in this podcast. But you will get to hear a lot more in the next few weeks and months because I'm going to be covering a lot more of it as more of their releases come out. But just a quick explanation before I get too far into this episode. This episode will include quite a few adult jokes. So please don't listen any further if you find anything like that offensive or if you are under the age of 18. But I just wanted to put that out there before you go go through it anymore in case you don't like that sort of content. But as well as this, please make sure that you keep on sharing this podcast because I am getting quite high viewing figures on it and if you keep on sharing it and getting people to follow and subscribe you will be able to get more content such as interviews as well as video and audio tutorials if you even want to opt in to my exclusive membership where you will get all of that content once I get a wee bit more of that recorded. But before any further ado, let's get into my reactions to WWDC 22. What are my thoughts on iOS 16 and Apple's new M2 Max? Please enjoy. The next installment of iOS will include a redesigned 
customizable lock screen as well as improvements to the messages, maps and home maps, news sharing and personalization capabilities and more. Part 2. Customizable lock screens, new notification features and an upgraded version of Focus. The new fully customizable lock screen allows users to edit numerous design elements, including type styles, colours and whether or not you want to include emojis, as well as this. You are also able to create multiple lock screens, which you can easily switch between by swiping. The notifications in the next version of iOS will roll up from the bottom of the screen, but they also come with another new feature to help you groom for your new customised lock screen. Apple now allows its users to hide their notifications, allowing more space for further customizations that you want. Focus has been a big hit since it was released by Apple in 2021, and I've personally found it useful when I've been working. In iOS 16, Apple plans to enhance focus even more, with users now able to tie specific focus modes to your customised lock screens, as well as applying focus filters so that you will get less notifications from distracting apps such as messages, Twitter, Instagram and Calendar. Part 3. New Features for Messages The new version of Messages will now include the ability to edit or delete sent messages as well as allowing users to mark a message as unread. But yeah, I know what you're thinking. When are we going to get this on Twitter? As well as this. You'll also be able to send SharePlay sessions, which put simply are links where you can watch and listen to the same content as friends in different locations directly into the messages app, and these links will be activated straight away. Part 4. Upgraded Dictation, Siri and Live Tech. The new dictation experience keeps the keyboard open when speaking, allowing those who use it to use a combination of speech and typing, while also automatically adding punctuations and emojis into your messages, which you can also use with Siri. Also in the next version of iOS, live text will be expanding to video, allowing users to select the text in plain videos. And as well as that, live text will also be making its way 
Today I feel what? So all the watchless users will have an extra way of calling numbers if they need to or finding out what something translates to. I do find these features with live text interesting, but it would be really good if you could use it when you're in the middle of a video call and I'm not sure that is going to come anytime soon. But there's also been improvements made in relation to visual lookup. With users now able to pull out subjects and to drive them elsewhere. Part 5. New features coming to Apple Pay and Wallet. Numerous features have been added to the Apple Pay and Wallet app. Starting with the ability for you to share virtual keys via message. As well as this, Apple also announced their Pay Later service which allows users to pay for purchases in four instalments over six weeks with zero interest and no fees. And we're also getting an Apple Pay order tracking feature which will make it easier to track purchases from retailers. Part 6. Enhanced changes to Apple Maps. More and more countries and cities have already been added into the Maps app in recent years, which has seen a 2D and 3D design being added and even more will to be added in the coming months. But adding to Apple's support for multitasking, they're now adding multi-stop routing, which will allow users to plan up to 50 stops ahead of time. When you're planning your journey, you'll be able to start your plans on a Mac and continue them on other iOS devices that you have lying around, as well as having the option to add other stops using Siri. They included transit feature, also allows Apple users to see the costs of a journey while you're planning with transit cards being even heavily integrated into the wallet app. Part 7. Sports. Sports fans will also be in for a treat because the Apple TV app can now display information about sports games via live activities. Although I wonder if they could get me live coverage of the Spanish football team, especially while they're in the gym. Part 8. Family sharing. Although Apple has made family sharing and kids' accounts easy to manage in the past, they will be introducing a couple of new features. The next version of iOS will include quicker ways to set 
It's appropriate restrictions from quick start to screen time, requests and messages, a family checklist, feature and more. Part 9, safety check. The new safety check feature will be available in settings and allows its users to quickly turn off the access that others have to your location and information, which will be a welcomed feature for many people. Part 10, changes to the home app. The home app has been completely redesigned in the next version of iOS with a new main tab for you to see your entire home in one place. As well as this, we're also getting access to new dedicated categories such as climate, security and more and distinction tiles which will make accessories more recognisable. But along with all the features on iOS 16 and new updates, Apple also announced the move from the Macs M1 chip to the M2 chip. The M2 chip features an 18% faster CPU, a 35% more powerful GPU and a 40% new engine compared to the M1 chip. Supporting up to 24GB of LPDDR5 unified memory and featuring 4 performance and 4 efficiency cores. It also supports 100GB of unified memory bandwidth, which is up by 50% compared to the M1s. As well as all of these features, the M2s also come with a 10-core GPU with two more cores compared to the M1. The peak performance is 87% of what you would get from a 12-core PC and you'll also get an improved media engine that supports 8K, a ProRes video engine to play back streams of 4K and 8K video, Apple's newest security technology and a new image signal processor that delivers better image noise reduction. The models of M2 Max that were announced at WWDC were the 13-inch MacBook Air and the 13-inch MacBook Pro, which you are now able to pre-order. So what are my final thoughts on what was announced at WWDC? Fundings iOS 16, the most accessible yet could do the developers need to try even harder. While I find the customizable lock screen an interesting 
the feature Papa will have to make sure that moving the elements you want to add around is easy for everyone to do, even if they are disabled and can only use one finger. Likewise, I feel that the new dictation features were a good thought on paper, but it does raise questions over whether or not physically disabled people could use it as well. But I don't really use dictation, so I can't really comment any further. But as far as all the other features go, I think the next version of iOS is going to be incredibly useful, although it would be useful if Apple could bring back the ability to talk to Siri via a voice command for those who can't double click the side buttons and the same should apply for when you're trying to pay for or to download an app as to confirm using Face ID or passcode option was just a lot more accessible than the current confirm using assistive touch. Turning to the M2 MacBooks, however, I think the M2 MacBook Air is going to be extremely popular for production, but I have to admit I would have preferred seeing it released in a bigger size, such as 15 inches. As far as the built-in cameras go, I just don't see how the MacBook Pro that is on offer can compare to the M2 MacBook Air, although I would find it interesting to see what happens, because more of them come out and whether or not the M1 actually becomes more popular still. At least it's good that Apple has continued to keep the M1 MacBook Air on the market as it might be a good option for students and anyone struggling under the current economic crises around the world which in the UK at the minute is a cost of living crisis. The idea of coming out of the COVID pandemic and government ministers misbehaving, although that's admitted if we are in Northern Ireland, others misbehave more than others. The only other thing I would have preferred seeing with the M1 MacBooks is that I would have loved to see their price fall, but we'll see how everything goes in future. So what did you think about everything that I covered in this episode? And do you agree that in a way all of these features are exciting to look forward to for when they are released? But there are some things that need to be changed and double checked beforehand.
I still believe in what I've said about the empty max and that the only version of it so far that I think is good is the M2 MacBook Air because that'll have the 1080p camera instead of the 720p camera on the MacBook Pro. But I do think that the M1s might even just be better because they have a lot of better cameras, especially on the MacBook Pros. But anyway, that's just my opinion and I'd be very interested if you disagree with me over that. And if you want to tell me why you disagree with me on that, you can reach out to me on any of the socials which I've linked below. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Anyway, and I will be back with another episode, probably at some point in this month, or maybe next month. Hope you enjoy all of the episodes I've done in June. Anyway, and until next time, this is Phoebe Slough with the Phoebe Slough podcast. Cough.